You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Now, sometimes here in the Paracast, we are known, we are notorious for ragging on people. We're not ragging on people. We're giving people at least a chance to demonstrate that they are who they say they are and they have something important to say. And we've been talking from time to time, especially over the past year or so, about... I guess we call him a former rock star named Tom DeLong from Blink-182. Now, I should be frank, I probably would not recognize their music if you played it. Any of you guys? Red Pill Junkie? Jay Randall Murphy? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually a, a very big fan of uh, Blink-182. I think it was, was one of the most influential rock bands of its era. I think he's still a rock star, for, as far as I can. I, I know. I think he still has his uh, own project, Angels and Airwaves. You know. Well, of course, it's nothing different about rock stars having other things to do, not just playing rock and roll. We know, for example, that Reg Presley, the late leader of the Trogs, a 1960s band, wrote a book on crop circles. Ah. Uh-huh. So, and I would have loved to have had him on the show. The book was written, I think, around the time the Paracast debuted, but he died before we found out about it. And then mm-hmm. on the show, we had one of the founding members of Blondie, who appeared mm-hmm. on the show, and he, of course, had an interest in different paranormal subjects, and we had a good time with him. He also mentioned, I guess, that his relationship with Debbie Harry wasn't too great. So, you know, a lot of these people are involved. And who is the guy... Who is an abductee? The guy who uh, was on, on Van Halen? The guy who replaced the original lead singer on Van Halen. Oh, God, he has his Cabo Wobble place. I'm hating myself for, for, for drawing a blank here. Uh, yeah, we all know who he is, whoever he is. Uh, yeah. He's, uh, he's got like a big thing with the color red. Sammy Hagar. Yeah. Okay, he says his mind was infiltrated by aliens, or he read too many tweets from certain people, but this happened before that, and I don't want to get into politics here. So we have Tom DeLong, and I'm glad that you like him. Like I said, I'm not familiar with it. You see, what it is, is those of us in the ancient generation here grew up listening to Elvis Presley and the Beatles, and some acts from the 70s. And then it started fading for us. All right. Anyway, forgetting about Blink-182, Tom DeLong gets involved in UFOs. And he's also a co-author of a book series called Secret Machines. And secret is spelled with a K. Why is it spelled with a K? Uh, Probably, you know, just kind of like a, a, a cool spin. You know, probably to make it... Uh, a little bit more edgy, you know, using that 90s trend or, 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 or word that was used to not to try to, to differentiate yourself from, from others. But I don't know. I'm, I've never read the books. Uh, the one that he co-wrote with Peter Lavenda seemed like the one that probably would catch my interest. But I think he's like 800 pages long, so... To be honest, I have uh, far more interesting things to read about right now on, on, on my personal library. Like what? What are you into now? 
Well, right now I'm, I'm in the middle of uh, The Supernatural, co-written by Whitley Strieber and Jeffrey Kripal. And I think it's highly, highly recommended. I think it's uh, one of the books that people should really, at, at some point, need to add to their libraries at, and, and pay close attention. Uh, is, because is, it, it, uh, is it fiction mm-hmm. or nonfiction? No, no, no. It's nonfiction. It's uh, uh, Jeffrey Kripal. I don't know if you, if you ever have it. I've had it on uh, on the show, Gene. I don't think so. Okay. Well, Jeffrey Kripal is a, is a, is, a, is an academic. He's a, a, a professor of re- religious studies. I think in Rice University, uh, and he paid close attention to Witless Trivers. Uh, experiences because he found a lot of parallels with the kind of stuff that he is used to study uh, professionally, you know, f- from his uh, field, which is religious studies, you know, comparative religious religions and all of that, you know, the the, the annals of, um, you know, uh, prophets and mystics and all of that. So he found a lot of parallels with what Whitley Strieber was saying. So they co-wrote this book together, which, which is really interesting, the way that they formatted. It's a really like a one-two, one-two between the two of them. Like Whitley will write uh, a chapter describing his experiences or describing his point of view. And then the next chapter is written by Jeffrey. He will like try to deconstruct or offer appropriate context between what Whitley says and what uh, his field of study says with relations of mystical experiences or uh, encounters with non-human entities, which one will say is pretty much the basis of uh, almost any religion in the planet. You know, so basically it may, making the argument that in, in a way ufology is like the dawn of a new religion for better or for worse. Let's go to Tom DeLong. I think it's the main topic of our discussion. Now, I got sure. a copy of the latest Secret Machines book from a PR person. And this is written by DeLong and a, someone named A.J. Hartley, whom I know mm-hmm. nothing about. Mm-hmm. And the book was published in April, evidently. No, it was September 18th. It was announced in April, a September 18th release. They sent me what they call an advanced reader's copy. And what that means is it's kind of sort of the last version before the final published book. So I wrote back to the PR person and I said, hey, wouldn't it be a good idea if we had Tom DeLong on the Paracast? And his response, he's not doing interviews. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Now, you seem to have some guilty knowledge of that. Well, not guilty knowledge. Guilty knowledge is the fact that I, as far as I know, as far as I've been able to ascertain, the last public interview that Tom DeLong did with relation to, to explaining, um, you know, uh, his to the STARS organization and his interests in, in UFOs was on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast last year. Uh, I think it was last year, yeah. And, and it was 
I mean, to put it really uh, mildly, it was a, a really bad interview. It went, really, it went really bad for him. You know, he was nervous. He was fidgety. Uh, it was really difficult to feel like he was making a proper case for himself and his uh, organization. You know, and, and, and Joe was not being, uh, you know, uh, a bad interviewer. He was not being unsympathetic to, to, to Tom. He was making honest questions like, okay, how can you be so certain, certain that what these people were telling you that aliens are real, that UFOs, you know, they know about UFOs and, and they know that aliens are here. How do you know that they're telling you the truth? And then the guy is, yeah, I know because, you know, I've read all the books and, and, and uh, these people trust me and, and I'm per performing a function to them and the rest I can tell you. So Okay, so you read every UFO book on the planet. This is very interesting here because I assume that Tom DeLong must have some amazing, let's get into that, amazing speed reading capabilities to read how many UFO books are there, thousands of them even acquiring all the books. Do you believe that, folks? Hmm. Red Pill Junkie with us, J. Randall Murphy. I'm Gene Steinberg, and what that means is you're in... The Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy... We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items and entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of T-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great T-shirts, fabrics, and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. You go to store.theparacast.com, stop by, and take a shopping tour. How well and how fast does heart and body extract work to improve blood circulation? Listen. My name is Ellis, and I'm 66 years old, and I live in Jacksonville, Florida. Two years ago, I was diagnosed as having clogged arteries. I had 70% blockage in one artery leading to my heart. They wanted me to go on Plavix, but I refused, knowing the negative side effects. Heart and Body Extract is a unique balance, synergy, and proportion of herbs reaching from head to toe at maximum absorption around 95% at the cellular level. Within the first month, I felt a dramatic difference. The heaviness in my legs was reduced, and within two months, I felt completely normal. Your natural organic herbal formula for heart health is Heart and Body Extract. Heart and Body Extract comes with a 100% ironclad money-back guarantee. Details at hbextract.com or call 866-295-5305 for Heart and Body Extract. Call 866-295-5305. 866-295-5305 for Heart and Body Extract. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Red Pill Junkie is joining us this week. And the reason we called him on, except for the fact that he's a great guy, and therefore that's why we call him on no matter what. But he wrote a fascinating article for Daily Grail entitled Man Overboard, One Year After Its Launch to the Stars Academy's Financial Situation Remains Stuck on the Ground. Now, I've mentioned this a few times, Miguel, and that is that when you look at the site, for quite a while, they were claiming to have had over $2 million in contributions. I think you told me it went down to one, but I saw it at two. And they had the same number of contributors. And I guess they were doing some kind of fundraising thing. Stock sale, $5 a share. Correct me if I'm wrong. But you yeah. had to buy a minimum of $200. And they're That's getting correct. all this great publicity from the New York Times and elsewhere, Washington Post, lots of TV shows. But the fundraising stalled. Mm-hmm. So what's going on here? Yes. What's your suggestion? I don't know. I mean, uh, I guess it goes to show that despite all the interest that people had on, on the topic and how honestly it was fascinating to see how for a, a brief period of time, uh, UFOs became respectable or respectable in the sense that publications that 
in previous years wouldn't have dared to touch the subject with a 10-foot pole. Now we're actually writing articles uh, for the topic, which were not, well, maybe they were not completely sympathetic, but they were not the typical snarky, uh, skeptical-oriented article that will dismiss the subject or, you know, as just hoaxes or misidentifications. So, so yeah, in all that momentum, I honestly feel that didn't actually translate into an actual financial benefit uh, for to the stars, because like you said, I, and I kept w- uh, going very regularly to, to the stars webpage just to check, like you, uh, how much money they had managed to raise. And yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think that at one point they, they did manage to cross that two million dollar threshold, even though in the SEC filing that uh, was the subject of this recent controversy, they say that they don't only managed to uh, get over little over a million dollars of, of funding from those regulation uh, stock offerings. But what was also interesting, or well, is, uh, predictable is. At one point, they stopped showing the actual figure. They only showed like how many people uh, were had been in, had in, invested into the stars. And, and last time I checked, there were like uh, 2,500 2, people or so, and only twenty five hundred people were interested enough in what uh, Tom DeLong and to the stars were selling to actually, you know put uh, their money where, where, where their uh, UFO mouth is. And I think that's kind of, uh, well, appalling, you know, because UFOs is supposedly to be one of the most uh, popular topics in the internet. You know, the internet is, was uh, mainly based or constructed in this early age in things like uh, UFOs, things that people were really eager to learn about, but there were, there were no proper channels to do so. And, and, and to see that all that interest was only translated in, in 2,574 investors into the stars is kind of like telling that where, where, where the situation is with regards to the UFOs. How, uh, okay, you might be interested in, the, in UFOs, but not enough to actually put serious money into it. And I don't know if that could have... Uh, change if to the stars had done something different i guess you know i guess that you know grainy black and white uh, videos taken by uh, gun cameras on on board f-18s are not enough for people to open their wallets what's interesting here is you would expect with a proper offering even if it wasn't very successful the numbers would change one person two persons five people might sign up the fact that the number never changed leads me to believe it was bogus on the other hand when you do an sec filing if you misstate the facts for the sec you get yourself in a heap of trouble and so mm-hmm. you can't do it there you have to be honest but if you put something yeah. on a site and you're not making an official public offering i guess you can say what you want yeah yeah and also uh the fact that uh of all that money that was gathered, I mean that uh, million forty-two thousand million forty-two thousand dollars 
that were gathering financial activities plus the you know the profits the revenue from the sales of that um, secret machine sequels that you spoke of what was also very interesting to me is to see that only about five fifty thousand dollars were invested in the actual thing that is supposed to bring the big revenue or the big uh, breakthrough uh, to the long and to the stars, which is try to analyze the supposed alien samples, alien materials, and, and try to convert that or try to apply that knowledge, whatever it is they find, into some kind of application for the aerospace industry. And that is when, where Hal Puthoff and Earthtex uh, comes along, and you're reading that SEC file, and almost at the end, it shows that they only gave put off around fifty thousand dollars, like thirty thousand uh, dollars, to analyze the alien samples that they will be getter, getting from their so-called Project Adam, and then the rest in trying to develop or trying to uh, produce. What they call a beamed propulsion spaceship, beamed propulsion uh, craft. Now, I should point out here, back to the investment, the last day to invest, according to the website, was September 28th. So this is gone. This is dead and buried. No more money is going to oh, come yeah. unless you do another public offering of some sort. Or is this mm-hmm. even an official public offering? I'm not at all sure about the mechanism. But somehow the situation at To The Stars Academy reached a technology website called Ars Technica. Now, those of us who follow personal tech read them because they are very, very careful, very considered in the way they view technology issues. And I guess there's some technology connection to To The Stars Academy in the sense of building different devices and such. So I'm going to ask you about that. And also I noticed they put up a statement the To The Stars Academy, saying that the characterization by Ars Technica was not quite correct. And we're going to try to figure this out. The article is in the Daily Grail from Miguel, known to his followers and friends as Red Pill Junkie. We've gone to that before. We don't have to mention it again. I'm Gene Steinberg. He's J. Randall Murphy. And that means for all those who are interested, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. When you use public Wi-Fi, hackers and identity thieves can see anything you do online. Embarrassing photos, your web history, even your passwords. That's why I use private internet access to encrypt my internet connection for less than 10 cents a day. Sign up now at privateinternetaccess.com and in just a few minutes, you'll be browsing anonymously and only sharing what you want to share. Privateinternetaccess.com. It's time to protect your online privacy. 
Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News. Trump administration officials have been waiting for news from both Saudi and Turkish investigations after the Saudis confirmed Jamal Khashoggi's death. But they're saying he died after a fight. I've spoken to the king. I want to speak with the crown prince. And, you know, I think we're getting close to solving a very big problem. The president said it's a good first step. A big first step. He said Saudi Arabia has been a great ally, but what happened is unacceptable. Earlier, the White House issued a written statement saying it will continue to advocate for justice that is timely, transparent, and in accordance with due process. Several senators are already expressing doubts about Saudi Arabia's story, including Democrat Pat Leahy and Republican Lindsey Graham. You're listening to USA Radio News. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to End your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-547-4804 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-547-4804. That's 800-547-4804. Again, 800-547-4804. Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse. Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill, so what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck. But I need to know they're good quality. Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website sunshinepillows.com or call us 253-678-1361 Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad would make a great gift, right? Yes, and they start at just $19.99 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361 or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com This is Marie D. Jones, the author of This Book is from the Future, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Okay, Miguel and Randall and Jean, 
what was the situation with this Ars Technica article that apparently concluded something from the financial statements about how much in debt this company was? So the article was written by Eric Berger. I think he, uh, his main line of uh, topics that he covers for Ars Technica is um, science and astronomy and things like that. I guess that's the interest. And, and like you, Gene, he also received uh, an advanced copy from the Long's previous book, you know, Secret Machines, the one that he wrote with uh, Peter Lavenda. Apparently, from, from what we read on the article, he didn't really care much about the book itself or the topic. But then the thing that uh, caused the uproar and it caused the, the article to go viral, at least in our ufological circles, was how he phrased it, he phrased the idea that to the stars had a, a debt of over $37 million. And everybody was like, what? what, what how did they manage to spend $37 million? You know? And obviously some, some cynics people were saying, oh, well, you know, Tom DeLong maybe hasn't left his uh, rock star ways of spending money you know, in, in maybe some kind of like uh, devious ways and such. But then some people started to look into the actual SEC filing document and found that Berger had mischaracterized the, the figures because what he's called debt, quote unquote, was actually marked as accumulated deficit. Now, from the get-go, I have to say, I am not a, someone who is knowledgeable in finance, finances, you know? I'm an industrial designer by, 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 by education. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an artist-oriented kind of guy. So, you know, to me, numbers, finances, accounting is not my thing. However, for try to report this, this situation, I try to do my best in order to educate myself about what these legal financial terms and these figures meant. So what I found in, in, in a website is that Accumulated deficit signals that an entity is not finan financially stable since it requires additional funding. However, this may not be the case for a startup business where substantial initial losses are expected before sales begin to take off. So if you want to give to the stars the benefit of the doubt, you can read that last paragraph and say, well, that's, that's the case with, with the long. You really cannot expect to the stars to make a profit on their first year, you know? And I, I think that that can be said that is fair. You know? Well, if, yeah, sure. If, like uh, eBay and Amazon were losing millions for years until yeah. they both turned around. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then again, they had a real product too, exactly. a genuine yeah. service. I mean, exactly. what is it that uh, to the stars is going to be bringing us that's exactly. going to really that's contribute to the field other than maybe some entertainment and and i haven't even really heard much on, on that end of things have they got any actual documentaries that are good in the works at all that you know the sec filing mentioned that they were trying to work uh with the idea of uh, of creating documentaries they also uh, mentioned involvement of the company with a television series and here is where i'm wondering if that series is uh, 
History Channel's Project Blue Book, the one that was uh, uh, produced by Robert Zemeckis. This is purely speculation on my part. Maybe, the, maybe we're talking about another uh, serious project which hasn't been publicly disclosed yet. But yeah, you're right. I completely sympathize with you, Randall. I mean, the problem from the get-go is that they're not showing uh, what, what they're going to do. And, and, and maybe one of the reasons is that they are not, not selling themselves as an actual for-profit company. I think that from the get-go, uh, the long call to the stars, a uh, uh, public benefit company, which means that uh, it's not a company that whose whose sole purpose is to make money for the investors. However, a public benefit company is not a non-profit company. It's not, right, it's so not like <laughs> an NGO. Yeah, it seems to make money for him, though. I mean, it's uh, w- when you get looking into some of the particulars, you can see that. He's getting paid pretty well to be part of that company, whether the company makes any money or not, it looks like. Well, I don't know. Here is when it it gets complicated, Randall, because when you read the the papers, it seems that the way in which To The Stars have managed to stay afloat is through loans that has been made to, To The Stars from the longs other uh, other companies like there is the other company i think is two dogs our two dogs incorporated is is one of the the, the ones that lended money to to the stars and a six, with a 6% interest per year and they also say that uh, to the stars has to pay uh, royalties to angels and airwaves for the use of the Tom DeLonge's uh, image, you know, for commercial purposes. Uh, and there's also uh, a mention that, for example, one thing I found is during the year ended December 31st, 2017, the company's majority shareholder contributed with $463,000 and the, contribu- the contributions were used within operations. Um, Willing to bet that that major majority shareholder into the stars happens to be Tom DeLong. So what I'm seeing here is that yeah, Tom DeLong is trying to finance and trying to to keep to the stars in the black as much as, as possible with a series of IOUs that have been written by other of Tom DeLong's uh, companies. But obviously, I, I will assume that in, in those other companies there are other people that are involved within, within those companies. And maybe those, key comp- those companies are trying to, to shield themselves. And that's why they are writing all these notes and they're putting all, everything in, in, in writing. And they are also expecting interest rates from these loans. It's not just like, you know, Tom DeLong is, is taking money from one, of the, one drawer and put it in another drawer. And right. And the repayment of that interest has got to come from somebody. So it's, probably going yeah. to be coming from investors so yeah it's it's no wonder that people are kind of shied you know maybe spooked away from investing in this plus when when you look at the field there are so many people already out there trying to do their own thing who are trying to finance their own little piece of turf with their mm-hmm. patreon or their own fundraising efforts mm-hmm. you know, so someone else comes along and says well you know no give me your money instead 
And it's not like people in ufology have a lot to begin with. So I, I oh, don't yeah. know, <laughs> you know, I don't know where he figured all this money was going to come from, especially when you've got uh, internet people who are mostly geeks who want it for free anyhow. Like if exactly. they can't, it, you know, if they have to pay for it, they'll just go somewhere else. You know, exactly. the other thing I'm interested in here is the fact this had mainstream publicity. It's not like somebody in the UFO field is seeking a few thousand dollars for a project. Mainstream publicity, the New York Times, network television, for heaven's sake, the Washington Post, millions of people have heard about this. So I don't know about you, but I think a properly done campaign to get stockholders, investors, would have succeeded more than this one did. And the other thing I wonder about, too, is Tom DeLong. Now, I looked this up online. People like to estimate the worth of rock stars. Yeah, of and we have Paul McCartney is worth, what, over a billion dollars? Because it's not just his music catalog. He owns lots of music, except mm -hmm. for the Beatles songs. He doesn't. But he owns <laughs> lots of music. He makes a lot of money. He's worth over a billion dollars. But we have someone like Tom DeLonge is worth, what, 50 million? And the thing I wonder, and I'll ask that question in our next segment with Gene, Randall, and Miguel. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. 
It's a no-brainer. A Big Berkey water filter is the one you need, period. You need a water filter that removes chlorine, fluoride, pharmaceuticals, BPA, and other endocrine disruptors, pesticides, bacteria, viruses, and much more, right? And does it all at only two cents per gallon. Get the original and most trusted name in gravity water filtration, Big Berkey. And now GCN listeners receive 5% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN. Call or click 1-877-99-BERKEY or BigBerkeyWaterFilters.com. That's 1-877-99-BERKEY. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. In an historic event, former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. To secure your spot, text JOIN to 44055. This event is the first of its kind ever. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls in the weeks and months ahead. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join American Cannabis Summit, text JOIN to 44055. Attendance is free. Text JOIN to 44055. This is Fred. Uh, hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. This is Jerome Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. So, question I want to ask here is, Tom DeLong's worth $50 million. What about the other members of the band? Are, is he still on good terms with them? Did he ask them, hey, would you like to invest in this too? Maybe they don't want to have anything to do with him. Are we talking about Blink-182 here, or, or are we talking about uh, Angels or Airwaves? We're talking, that, here, uh, we're talking here about Blink-182. It's a rock band that made a lot of money. Tom DeLonge worth $50 million, allegedly. Wouldn't you think that maybe his former bandmates might be interested? I don't know. I think that uh, to them, Tom does his own thing, and 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 they are more interested in actually, you know, making music than you know chasing UFOs. And uh, and to his credit, I have to say, you know, that 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 shows a, a certain level of integrity because when they were going to run for a, for another tour, another an, another band tour, and they were going to record an, an, a, a new a new album, uh, he walked away. Because he was interested in, in doing this instead, so I mean, right or wrong, I, I I have to admire that. You know, someone who says, you know what, this is my passion right now. I don't understand this other these guys want to continue a different path. So this is where we probably part ways in order to remain friends. But I'm going to continue doing this thing I'm interested in, in, in right now. You know, I, I I have to you know take my hat off for that. Because he literally walked away from 
from millions of dollars he could have received if he had decided to renew uh, his uh, contract with Blink-182. Yeah, there's no question about that. I guess my uh, my question though would be well you know why should a celebrity be given more credibility than someone who's actually been a part of the field for years yeah, because I mean, you know we've we've got lots of people who are in entertainment who have an interest in the paranormal and have had paranormal experiences sure and I think Gene you made a really good point there well maybe he should have planned this out a little bit better you know, had an actual business advisor who understands how this all works and and a proper image management team and so on to go with it. But it seems like, well, hey, you know, I'm just as interested in UFOs as the rest of you guys, and it's a pretty cool thing to do. I can wing this and go out and do some interviews and get a bunch of public interest and maybe use my, you know, my name as some star power and and gee, the whole thing should just work. <laughs> but well, and it did to a certain degree. It he managed to attract some people that got other people to look at it seriously. Like you said, it, it, we've got the article in the New York Times. They probably made more money off it than he has. We know we should look at the experience back in the late 60s of the Beatles after their manager, Brian Epstein, died. And they tried to set up their business in a company called Apple, Apple Records. And that didn't do very well. And they were in terrific financial shape when the band broke up. So over the years, it's not unusual for rock stars to suffer unless they have the proper representation. You know, how many rock stars, how many artists have gone bankrupt because they just didn't know how to handle their money? Oh, absolutely. Getting back with the idea of uh, how, why should we listen to a rock star uh, talk about this or that? I mean, there's no question that we now live in an age uh, I used to call it the ludocracy, which is the rule of the entertainers. We, we live in an age in which entertainers are the people who drive society for better or for worse. And I think it's for worse. You know, we live in an age in which, uh, without getting into too many politics, but Kanye West, you know, going to the White House becomes kind of like a, an authority figure to some people. We live in an age in which a former a uh, reality TV star is now the most important or the most powerful man in the world. I mean, it's horrible, but that's how it is. And maybe that's the reason why some people who started to take attention, pay attention to what Tom DeLonge was doing or, or the, to see where he was, the doors he was knocking on, maybe they decided, okay, maybe uh, we can use this for our benefit. And I'm not the only person who says or suspects that to the stars may have more to do with perception management of the phenomenon and the public manipulation or the influence of how the public perceives UFOs than to actually, you know, bringing about disclosure or creating an actual profitable company. Well, that makes perfect sense. And when you're looking at the ufology community, too, when someone new like that comes into the picture, then the ufology community, the people who have been in it for a long time and studied it and know about it and could do a half-decent interview on Joe Rogan, 
not just because they've read the books, but because they've done some real critical analysis of it over the years and and followed it in intimately, maybe even had experiences themselves. Now, those people are going to be going, okay, well, I already know about all of this. Why do I need him to tell me? And why should I send him money? They're going to be looking more at, well, what can he do for me? Where is your information? What are you going to bring to the table for us? And when you look at To the Stars, I mean, who, as a ufologist, is on their team? I wrote to ask them about that, and they wouldn't even answer the question. So what I'm saying is, why isn't someone, say, like Richard Dolan or Stanton Friedman or, I mean, Stanton is now retired, but you get the point. Someone who really understands ufology, why aren't they on that team? Yes, it's basically, except for people who are known quantities in paranormal research, like a Hal Putoff, most of the people we hear about have no history in UFO research. It's like it's coming on from a third party that never got involved in the traditional UFO field, for better or worse. But then again, maybe it's better for some group that wants to do this seriously not to have connections with what's gone before, because where has that taken us? Why should we send them money then? I can expect that you have a few connections in the field. Uh, Like some of the people who who helped write that New York Times article, Leslie King, she was very supportive and sympathetic of of the loan, and especially Luis Elizondo. When that uh, story broke, I mean, remember, I remember reading her tweet saying, yeah, Luis Elizondo is a real thing. He's like the, he's like the thing that we were always waiting for, you know, like confirmation from the intelligence world that UFOs are real. And now, uh, nowadays, I don't see that coming from her anymore. I don't know what, what happened. But yeah, I, I do suspect they, they, they do have a few connections here and there, but they're not uh, disclosed publicly. Right, but like he came into the picture and then started to try to to sort of suck up those connections for themselves, yeah. based on based on on being complete basically neophytes in in the system. I, I mean, maybe Elizondo, if he had gone to Qfos or Mufon, even though I'm not a, a big Mufon fan, perhaps maybe something uh, better might have come of it. But what I'm seeing is that, well, you know, Mifon didn't have this sort of star power behind it with the, all of this financial, corporate, uh, pop, possible money-making venture behind it. And so I think that maybe is what attracted Elizondo to them instead of an actual UFO investigative organization. Of course, we're talking only about the things that happened after To The Stars became public, because... Prior to that is the times when, when, when the ATIP AUSAP Pentagon program was running and nobody, and nobody knew about it. And that, that's when also Alessandro was involved in it. And also we have to remember that that program, when they allied themselves with Bigelow, with uh, BAS, Bigelow Aerospace uh, Academy of Science or something like that. I don't, I don't remember right. how you translate the acronym. I, th- I think that the... Mo- in that time, that's when the, uh, there was that, this uh, very infamous involvement with Bigelow and MUFON. And when we're talking, obviously, about this, uh, the starting era and how also, uh, apparently, they tried to secure these files that were given to MUFON by 
people to claim to have had alien abduction experiences. And of course, those people gave the, that information to move on uh, with the idea that they will be that information will be keep uh, will be kept uh, classified, you know, uh, secret. They will never disclose their personal information and such. But apparently, someone within MUFON decided to give that information to Bigelow. Let's break in here, guys. Okay, we're gonna go into that in the Bob Bigelow connection in a moment. The articles on the Daily Grail from Red Pill Junkie, and we have Gene Red Pill or Miguel. And Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-667-9035. 800-667-9035. That's 800-667-9035. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So you focus in the article somewhat about the Bob Bigelow connection because the original UFO investigation, which was instigated by Harry Reid, former senator, that investment apparently went to Bigelow to do the research, right? In a way, yeah, or maybe most of it was given to Bigelow. Maybe maybe there are other, other people, organizations that were involved in it, which have not been revealed as of today but what we do know is that at some point yeah, uh, uh, apparently there's a relationship with, with, with between Bigelow and, and Reed 
And some people have, have said that the fact that uh, Bigelow received this uh, black budget money kind of like uh, smelled of corruption. I, I don't necessarily know if that is true or not. But yeah, Bigelow becomes involved and, and uh, some of the things that they, they use that money for is to try to improve uh, some kind of like warehouse facility space inside the Bigelow uh, aerospace company in Nevada for the purpose of storing some kind of material, you know, and this is something that everybody is speculating about. And this is probably the thing that we know the less about when it comes to all this uh, project, because most of the people, when they, they read the New York Times article, they woo and they ah when they saw those uh, black and white videos, you know, were taken by, by, by the radars of, the, of those jader fights, uh, fighter jets, sorry. But almost no one, except people in, in the, inside the UFO community, were started to speculate about those ideas about the, the, the uh, alien alloys, or also the, 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 that they were trying to study the effects of UFOs with, uh, on people who have been in the proximity of it. And this, this is when I think there's probably a connection between that and when Bigelow was in bed with MUFON. Right, but then why that doesn't really explain why Elizondo would decide to go with this to the stars thing. Yeah, exactly. There's, all, there's this I mean, idea that he, he kind of like, uh, like uh, in the end, the Pentagon decided not to fund the program anymore. And that's why almost like uh, the way he pictures it, and I, I saw that in, in one of his uh, presentations for MUFON, like, like he, almost like he pictures himself sitting on, on in front of his desk uh, and, and, you know, doing crosswords puzzles or doing Sudokus because there, there, no, one, no one was calling him, no, no new information came to, 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 to his inbox. So he got bored with it and he, in frustration, decided to quit. Although he says that the program wasn't officially terminated, uh, that's, that's another angle he's playing. But basically, yeah, that's kind of like the reason why he claims that he decided to, to leave the Pentagon program and join forces with Elizondo. You go that, sorry, with the long. Right. I, I think it was Jerome Clark that mentioned this, and I tend to, to uh, empathize with his position on this. Instead of aligning themselves with some sort of entertain, entertainer to, to create a company to slowly release information out to people provided that they, they can get some sort of funding, it would have made a lot more sense to simply get a publicist who knows how to approach the major publications like the New York Times and whoever else is interested in the story and simply get it out to people. But the whole idea that they decided to try to leverage this into some sort of money-making venture, I think gave people cause for suspicion. Mm-hmm. If it was just an honest people, story, yeah. if it was just an honest story, look, this is exactly what happened. And, and with me, and I'm not involved, I'm not involved in trying to make a whole millions of dollars off it and suck people's money out of their pocket. We just want to get this story out. And when you listen to Elizondo, that's what he wants. That's what he mm-hmm. says he wants. But then he's you know, aligned himself with this to the stars thing where th- there's the possibility of making a bunch of money as well. Maybe that was some sort of allure 
for him. We have to bear in mind, too, that people who work for the government do not ordinarily, especially in some middle management position or whatever he had, make an awful lot of money. So they gave him a deal. You know, look, you can go out on lecture tours and make money and we'll pay you a salary. Then again, where's his salary coming from? But then even with a million dollars, what is he making? 50000 75000 a year? There's a, a section in the, in the SEC filing that, that mentions a stock incentive plan, 17,500,000 shares. And this is interesting. That were only issued to companies' employees, directors, consultants, and independent advisors. So this is kind of like an incentive. Of those shares, only 6 million shares were, are, are available. So when I read this, and maybe I'm misinterpreting it, but it seems like there, were, there are two kind of shares that were issued by To The Stars. There were the public offering shares, the ones that they were asking people for, for their money on their website, the ones that were rated at $5, $5 per share and with the $200 initial investment. And there were these other stock incentive plans that were probably only u- issued to people like Elizondo and James Semivan and Stephen Justice and, and, and Christopher Ma- Chris Mellon and, and maybe even Hal Pudoff, the ones that are only for the people on the inside. And it's probably that's the, the, the one from, from which they expect to eventually cash in when or if the company becomes uh, profitable. Right. And then they're analyzing this uh, alleged material themselves with people in their own company, which, I mean, we had uh, Sharon Hill on not too long ago who wrote The Scientific Americans. And one of the things we both agreed on is that if you want scientific evidence of UFOs, the best way to handle that is to make sure that you uh, gather the evidence in an unbiased manner and then let someone at arm's length from the field, independent scientists out there, analyze it on their own terms so that there's no influence. Yeah, and that's exactly, as far as I can say, or as far as I can tell, that's exactly the way that uh, people like Jacques Vallée are trying to do their own analysis, sorry, of their their own so-called or purported alien materials. As Jacques is going to to other independent research labs, and I think that at one point he contacted Gary Nolan, who is also involved with To The Stars, so there's a, that other connection. But yeah, that what they're saying is, yeah, we want to make this material available to other laboratories if they do want to conduct independent analysis of their own, because that's the only thing, the only way, the only thing that keep science honest is peer review. And that is some, something that unfortunately is sorely lacking in, in the UFO field. So, I mean, maybe I'm an idealist too here, but I mean, if one of the reasons I started the website I did was that, well, if somebody did happen to come forward and just get some kind of evidence like this, they could bypass all this sort of bureaucratic BS and go straight to publication with their story right away. No roadblocks, mm. no hassles, no nothing. Yeah, and I, don't care. There is, yeah. I wouldn't care if I made a dime off it. I just want to get it out there. Now, yeah. I, how about you, Miguel? 
what what if what if someone came to you with that would you be going oh i don't know let's shop it around to the networks let's see if we can start a company and make a few million dollars first would you be tempted to do that uh, I, don't, I don't understand i don't know if i understand the question what if what is it that uh, someone might if hypothetically approach me with uh, well okay so Elizander walks out with a video that he says oh, okay. is for training purposes looks to shop it around somewhere for oh, somebody okay. looks to publish it somehow with somebody and and uh you know that ends up into the stars with all of mm. this uh this this sort of uh smoke oh, and mirrors oh, oh, going okay, on so. around it before we put the smoke in the mirrors we've got this first with Gene, Randall, and Miguel, you're in the Paracast. Neighbors, we've made such a deal with HelloFresh, and it means that everyone listening to this show can receive $30 off your first week of deliveries when you go to HelloFresh.com and use the offer code Paracast30. You know, with HelloFresh, you can choose the delivery day that works best for you. They've got a wide variety of chef-curated recipes that change weekly. And can you imagine me cooking Japanese panko chicken? It makes me feel like I'm a chef. It means also that you could actually get your meal cooked in 30 minutes. For busy people, this is perfect. The simple recipes... Include step-by-step instructions so even I can figure it out. Go to HelloFresh.com, use the offer code PARACAST30 to get $30 off your first week of deliveries. HelloFresh.com. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. In an historic event, former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. To secure your spot, text JOIN to 44055. This event is the first of its kind ever. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls in the weeks and months ahead. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join American Cannabis Summit, text JOIN to 44055. Attendance is free. Text JOIN to 44055. Do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify. 
the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts UP77 to 88988. At 4 Imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting UP77 to 88988. That's UP77 to 88988. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We progress here trying to sort things out with the ramifications of the two, the stars, Academy and Tom DeLong and all the other topics that arise in connection with that. I'm Gene, he's Miguel, and he's Randall. Let's proceed, guys. Okay, Gene, how about you then? Like, what if Elizondo had come to you, you know, with with it? Would you have just got him right on the show and said, let's do this? Or would you have like, I don't know, we can probably make this into a million-dollar corporation if we just handle it right? Well, you see, you're raising the big thing here. If I knew how to raise a million-dollar corporation, I do it in a heartbeat. I don't. That answers many ills right there. But no, if someone like that comes to me and he's got this background, I put him on the show. But I cover it as a journalist. I ask him questions. I wouldn't look at him as a potential money source. And that separates people like us from people who are looking at UFOs and related topics as a business, as a way to make money, for better or worse. Right, because I think that people... Well, okay, again, this is me being an idealist. I think it's too important to bottle up behind any sort of bureaucracy, whether it's corporate or governmental. I think people deserve to know the truth about it and not have people just hold on to it and trickle it out to us every once in a while, depending on how much money they can make off it. Yeah, but you have to realize, even in the UFO field, as you know, there are people who always look to find a way to make a little money now if you're working for free and you have to pay the bills it does make sense that you have to find a way to bring in some money we'd like to of course have advertising on the powercast we have the powercast plus to bring in money we're not doing this for free but the point is here you have to consider whether whatever you're doing is it being done just for the money yeah or is it being done because you want to do serious research and I hope you can exactly. do both. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's take the example of, uh, for example, Jane Goodall. You know, all, all, all her wonderful work she did studying chimpanzees uh, in, in Africa. And obviously there's, there's, uh, there's a moment when the grant she received from one scientist ran out and, and 
there was no choice but to make a deal with National Geographic. Uh, National Geographic said, yeah, sure, we're going to give you money to continue your research, but we need something in return. And what we need is to send you a, a cameraman so he can make these gorgeous films of you and the chimpanzees so we can profit from it, make a profit from it by selling that on, on television and to sell uh, our, our magazines with those wonderful color photographs. You know, and, and you could say that that was a form of exploitation. Even Jane Goodall said, you know, one of the reasons why she had so much success is because she happened to be a nice looking uh, lady with, with nice legs. You know, but that's the way it is. You know, if that's what it takes in order to, to study the chimpanzees, that was the passion of her life. You understand that there's, there's an ulterior uh, good motive there. And there was an ulterior public benefit from all of it. So, yeah, like, like you said, like, like, like you said, Gene, ideally, and I'm also an, an idealist, Randall. Ideally, you will try to find the win-win situation for all uh, for all of you 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 know the trying to conduct important uh, study of of this really really difficult subject to study which is the ufos try to do it in a very honest way in a way in which you attract uh people uh, smarter people than you that will take a look at your data you that will look at take a look at what you gather that will either point out your mistakes or extrapolate something that you hadn't come up with yourself and you uh, could potentially find uh, investors or, or uh, venture capitalists that will manage and say, yeah, you know, there, there's something interesting you have there. Let me give you, I don't know, $10 million so you can continue your research, even if there is no chance whatsoever that you will be able to make a profit. One ex another example we could point out is uh, Paul, uh, Paul Allen, who recently passed away, by the way. He financed uh, SETI, you know, during the, the, the later years of, of, of the organization's life. You know, after they were like disenfranchised for NASA, they were trying to find, uh, you know, people who will fund their research. And one of those people happened to be Paul Allen. So yeah, one, the, we're talking about rock stars. We're talking about you know people who, who have net worths of hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, I wonder if there is some if there is some kind of billionaire there that will be willing to give an honest organization, uh, you know, like a, a stipend of two three million dollars a year in order to study UFOs. I bet they are. The two questions are. Are why haven't they done so? Why haven't they gone and, and, and knocked on the doors and, and, uh, of ufologists? And number two, who will be deemed worthy enough of such an investment? Because I bet if someone will say, hey, you know, so-and-so uh, just gave me $2 million for my UFO project, I bet there will be a lot of jealous people out there who will say, how dare you, you know, I have a better... Uh, you know, UFO program here. I, we have a better, a more respectable professional organization. We deserve that money uh, more than you do. Well, yeah, I suppose. But I mean, that is a whole bunch of little steps, you know, away yeah. from the original question I had. You know, <laughs> when I said, what if he came to you with that video? 
Oh, yeah, you, I, I, I will, you know, I will, I you will know what publish I'm it in, in, in the Daily Grail, you know, in yeah. a heartbeat. And then, yeah, exactly. And, oh, and the Daily Grail, you know, for what it's worth, is also a company that uh, asks for for donations. You know, I mean, we're, everything in our, in our website is free, but, you know, in order to, to stay afloat and cover on expenses and, and God forbid, make, make a, a bit of a profit so... so so we can pay, who's uh, uh, Greg Taylor, the editor and uh, uh, owner, can pay people like me to write articles here and there. Yeah, you need to make a buck. The only reason, don't, there, uh, there are very few ways to make a buck on the internet. And one of those is, you know, to ask for donations here and there. And sometimes people don't want people asking for donations here and there, as some of us know. That's controversial. You know, there are people who believe that you either make it in the traditional way, which is that you are paid for your work by someone, you work for somebody, you work for yourself, but if you ask for additional help, oh no, we can't do that. But then the history of asking for donations, even back in the days of Ray Palmer, he was asking people to buy something, to do something, send them money, anything, to help him financially. So that goes back early. But, you know, we're not going to debate the morality of how you make the money, as long as it's legal. We don't really care otherwise. But then some people think that if you try to make money as a UFO researcher or any paranormal researcher, that that's something bad because suddenly that means you're only in it for the money. We'll talk about this and lots of other things with Miguel and Gene and Randall. You're in The Barricades. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. When you use public Wi-Fi, hackers and identity thieves can see anything you do online. Embarrassing photos, your web history, even your passwords. That's why I use private internet access to encrypt my internet connection for less than 10 cents a day. Sign up now at privateinternetaccess.com and in just a few minutes, you'll be browsing anonymously and only sharing what you want to share. Privateinternetaccess.com. It's time to protect your online privacy. USA Radio News. After more than two weeks of speculation, Saudi Arabia acknowledged the death of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi at their consulate in Turkey. The Saudis are saying that Khashoggi was accidentally killed in a fight. They're not admitting that he was murdered, though. The New York Times is reporting that he was strangled. So far, 18 men have been arrested in the case, and several Saudi intelligence officials have been fired. President Trump responded. I think it's a very important first step, and it happened sooner than people thought it would happen. I've spoken to the king. I want to speak with the crown prince. 
And, you know, I think we're getting close to solving a very big problem. He said what happened to Khashoggi was unacceptable. But when asked if he found the Saudi explanation credible, he said... I do, I do. You're listening to USA Radio News. The federal debt is out of control. A stock market crisis is on the horizon. And there's a constant threat of terror attacks or even war. This is Wayne Allen Root. And this is exactly why I invest in gold and silver. And you should too. To make it easy for you to get started, I've teamed up with the professionals at the U.S. Gold Bureau to offer the Wayne Allen Root Precious Metals Investors Package. This exclusive set contains five different silver coins from major mints around the world. Order today and will also include a free silver American Eagle, fresh from the U.S. Mint. This portfolio is previously sold for more than $300, but it's available to our radio audience for only $99, which includes free shipping and 100% delivery insurance. Order now. Call 800-885-GOLD. That's 800-885-GOLD. Or go online to usgoldbureau.com slash root. usgoldbureau.com slash root. Don't get left behind in the next financial crisis. Call 800-885-GOLD. That's 800-885-4653 right now and start protecting your assets before it's too late. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. 99 bucks for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I heard a dog barking. You see, when Miguel speaks loudly, dogs bark. <laughs> they do. You Listen to that. I thought Teddy Bear was just, you know, inching to say something as a result of that. He's sitting here in the corner. I kind of wondered about that. But I was raising that major point here. Then again, scientists receive a paycheck. So do we assume they go for grants because they make money from it? Or they go for grants because they make money and they can do good research? Mm -hmm. Well, I think it depends on what kind of strings are attached, right? There's nothing wrong with accepting donations. I mean, I've got a website. If someone wants to send me a donation, I'll gladly accept it. Most of it comes out of my own pocket. Uh, I do it because I enjoy it, because I believe in the cause, not because I want to make money off it, you know, or I plan to. It's not a business venture for me. I'd like to write a book. If it sells, that would be great. But the reason I do it is to get a message out. It's for the cause again. It's not, well, maybe, you know, if I do that, I can bring in, you know, enough money to do this or that. That's not the idea. It, making money is beside the point whereas it seems to me that this whole to the stars venture thing they put the money making 
part of it ahead of everything else. And, and kind of feel that way, yeah. Yeah. I mean, an example of someone who doesn't do that, I'm not sure. Have you guys ever heard of Yuri Milner? Mm, no. Okay, well, see, there's an example. Randall, tell us the example. I never heard of him either. Okay, well, he's a um, Silicon Valley technology investor. And back in uh, October 2017, you might remember there was a story that came in from the through the astronomers mostly about a very oblong elongated shaped asteroid that they were tracking coming into uh, our solar system from outside it oh, oh inter- you're talking about umuamua or i don't know how to yeah umuamua that. yeah uh, that's hawaiian for messenger or something and i probably yeah. sorry to all you hawaiians for my horrible pronunciation But it didn't take long for people to start to speculate that that might be some sort of an interstellar craft. Mm -hmm. So what this Yuri Milner guy did is he actually funded the radio telescope at Green Bank, West Virginia, to look for signals from it. Very quietly, all behind the scenes, examining it, focused it on it. I mean, this guy with uh, millions of dollars to do this sort of thing. I mean, those are the kind of people that I really actually respect. I have, uh, you know, it's amazing that there are people behind the scenes like that with money who are interested, but are just quiet about it because they want to see what they can do to really uncover the truth about it. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I remember a friend of mine who is uh, an archaeologist. He he works in, in in Egypt. He told me something that shocked me at first, but then uh, at the end, it made a lot of sense how most of the archaeological work done in places like Egypt and elsewhere is done for private donors. And it's not the, the results are not really this, uh, revealed publicly. You know, some people who are very wealthy and who want to learn something, they will hire the services of some archaeologists and whatever they cover, they recover, whatever that they, they manage to, to learn, they keep it to themselves. That's the way the world seems to work. And, and think about it. There are so many archaeologists that, and there's just so only so many positions in academia that can be filled. And what are the rest going to do? You know, are they going to be only, you know, tourist guides? You know, they're going to f- try to find a way to, to, to fund the research whenever, whenever they can. And yeah, of course, there are, there are more morally questionable funding than others. You know, I guess if, if I were a, a scientist and, you know, in the 80s and a tobacco company came to me and, and promised me to fund my, my research so long as I could prove that the, the, that the cigarettes are not responsible for lung cancer, yeah, well, probably this is a thing that, uh, uh, as a scientist, uh, I will not be inclined to, to accept due to ethical reasons, right? It's, it's difficult to, to learn how, where the line can be, in, in the, the sand can be put. Maybe you are a scientist who's conducting research. I, I remember uh, listening to an interview with uh, Dean Radin on Radio Misterioso. He was talking about this project that we was uh, working in, in which you could be used Twitter 
to try to predict where the next, the next mass shooting in America will take place. A fascinating concept. But then again, you say, well, you know, that, 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 that will be good, you know, to try to learn like a precog when, when the next mass shooter is going to try to, to commit a crime and try to stop it beforehand, you know, alert the authorities. But on the other hand, someone will say, well, couldn't that kind of technology be also used uh, for nefarious surveillance reasons and to try to create uh, police states like in the novel 1984? Well, yeah. And, and, and I guess sometimes for scientists, it's very difficult to decide whether what they're doing is morally ethical or not you know i guess those guys are are driven by the passion to discover and maybe sometimes they don't stop and question "Mm, should we really be doing this will we really be uncovering this because if it falls in the wrong hands you know maybe it could do a lot of damage yeah it sounds kind of like a cross between minority report and and uh, wisdom of the crowd Uh, have you guys seen that show it's where they do they have the uh, the idea is exactly that they have a crowdsourcing app that they use to predict and solve crimes mm. it's uh it's a, it, yeah it is kind of interesting actually i mean if someone can do that and that might give people a little bit of a heads up or a head start on trying to prevent something bad from happening i, I don't really see that as being too much of a problem yeah, the problem is when uh, how we decide what, what some when something is uh, quote-unquote bad or not you know <laughs> try to stop uh, a, a public protest uh, is that bad or is that good you know is, uh, it, 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 get, it gets into gray areas very quickly I guess. that's really it that of course now we're getting completely off topic but yeah. it's still fascinating um because predicting things is t- traditionally the uh the realm of the psychic you know what's going to happen exactly. next and how do we predict things well mm-hmm. Now it's becoming the realm of science. Scientists, mm-hmm. scientists are the are the new seers, mm-hmm. the new psychics, so to speak, the new oracles that we go to for what is going to happen in the future. And they're getting pretty good at it. I mean, the weather forecasts, for one thing, are more yeah. accurate now than I've ever seen them be. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, if and we have to trust. Some people, sometime, we have to know who the good guys are and say, well, okay, you know, our people, for the most part, are good people. We don't want to see mass shootings or people get run down by, you know, someone in a, an automobile or anything like that. We don't want to see a, an act of terror where people are hurt senselessly for some cause. The so, thing about trust, though, is most things we work with, are done on trust. We trust when we turn on the television, it usually turns on. We mostly trust that when we put the key in in the ignition or push a start-stop button in a car, it will start. Or we make a telephone call on our smartphone, that it will at least ring. We talk into a microphone. It'll work and receive the voice signal and then allow you to make a recording. There's a lot of trust. Every day you're trusting. That some piece of technology is going to work and mostly do what you expect it to do because that's what you require to get on. If it didn't work, we go back to smoke signals. We've got more to come with Miguel and Jean 
And Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S.com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-301-5435. That's 800-301-5435. 800-301-5435. Homemakers. 
Groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always price less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. This is Robert Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So much for trust. And getting back to the, the, the subject at hand, you know, whether we should trust Tom DeLonge and to the stars, I honestly think that Tom DeLonge is not a bad person. You know, I don't think that he is one who is trying to create this uh, nefarious Ponzi scheme to scam people out of their uh, out of their money. I think that he came uh, to this uh, UF to this UFO world with all the right in- good intentions, but I don't think he came uh, with the right attitude. What I think I think he didn't take the right precautions. Yeah, he came at it from an artist like yourself. He's a musician. He's an artist. He thinks UFOs are cool. This is really interesting. And there seems to be an audience out there for this. Well, maybe I can follow and pursue this interest that is really cool if I just go out there and get some people and and stir stir up some interest. (laughs) But it doesn't seem like he really planned it out all that well, you know? I feel, yeah, I feel that uh, he put himself in a situation in which it was really easy to be manipulated by some kind of influence out of his control. And I'm saying that, oh yeah, that Luis Alessandro is the real puppet master. I don't know. I really don't know. But I feel that he put himself in a situation in which it's possibly that the way that the things were conducted were conducted for purposes that have nothing to do with his ulterior philanthropic goals you know of trying to yeah reveal the truth about ufos to the to the world and also the idea of trying to bring uh, to the people these alleged technologies that could uh, bring about a kind of renaissance and to free mankind from the yokes of i don't know <laughs> energy, you know gas Any- companies and whatever Anyone who has really looked at that, though, and this is what I mean by just even doing a little bit of homework on the subject, knows that the kind of technology you're talking about, Miguel, is going to cost billions of dollars to develop. You've got hundreds of millions of it already going into development now behind the scenes. And we've got scientists at NASA, government funding, looking into it now. I mean, how does someone like DeLong think that in any way, shape, or form, he can compete with any of that. I remember listening to one of Jacques Vallée's presentations, I think he was the contact in the desert 2017, at how the analysis that he conducted on these uh, metal samples that had these very unusual isotopic ratios that, number one, nobody, they never understood uh, what could be the reason behind the, the, these properties that these metals have? We only knew 
that they couldn't be naturally occurring or they couldn't be uh, of extraterrestrial meteoric origin. And number two, they knew that to try to replicate these properties in a laboratory or in a factory would be, like you said, astronomically expensive. I think he said that trying to create only one cubic centimeter of this kind of metal will cost like $1 trillion. Maybe he was exaggerating, maybe he wasn't. And obviously, we know that with technology, it's very, diffi very difficult to uh, predict trends. That Obviously, the, uh, uh, a phone like the one that I'm holding right now in my hand is uh, not really that expensive. Smartphone, 30 years ago, would have probably cost $1 billion just to make one phone with these kind of properties. And technology advances almost in, in geometric uh, leaps. But at the same time, you're right, you know, this idea that, yeah, we only need $50 million to kickstart this machine, this company, and before you know it, we're going to be able to create our own flying saucer. I feel that there was some kind of humility that was lacking in making such a, such a leap of faith. You know, like you said, you know, if we think about the idea that these materials are come from a civilization that is maybe thousands or maybe millions of years ahead of us. And sometimes I, I veer away from that kind of logic, but okay, using it right now to try to think that we ourselves with the 21st century technology will be able to replicate it in a time that will be uh, financially sensible, you know, for a good business plans. Instead of thinking that it will take centuries, if not thousands of years, to try to come up with something like that, it's arrogant, to put it mildly. But then again, I mean, just, I mean, just the flip side of things, then, then look yeah. at Elon Musk. I mean, here's mm -hmm. a guy who's developed a rocket that yeah. can go up into space and then come back down and land in the same place it took off, mm -hmm. which is absolutely just like something out of a science fiction novel. Yeah. He did it. He managed to do it. So maybe, you know, being a rock star, he just had, you know, that big of an ego and that much of a drive and thought, well, if, if uh, you know, Elon Musk can do it, so can I. And just, <laughs> I guess, in a way, you almost have to hand it to him for going out and giving it a try. But it just seems from this perspective of people who've been in the field and have dealt with all these ideas and concepts and looked at the challenges that this was just going to be really something beyond what any individual would be capable of doing yeah but then again you know obviously uh sometimes the absurd can happen yeah. the things that we wouldn't think as possible like i don't know the fall of the berlin wall or something like that the end of the soviet union things that were unimaginable 25 years ago then eventually they came to happen and a friend of mine is an American. He used to live in Spain, and he was was talking to a, a Spanish doctor who told him, you know, the thing with Americans is they don't have a sense of the absurd. That is the wonderful and and also the the terrible thing about American culture, that only in America someone like Jimi Hendrix will be able to exist. You know, to be able to to create his music. And become a musical, a cultural icon. But also, only in America, Donald Trump will have been, been elected president. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, it, that is pretty absurd. Yeah. yeah. But 
I guess it's part of the wonderful culture of uh, North America, where someone is liked along is free to do that, and he yeah. can get out there and he can give it a sure. try. And what what has come out of it is a real shift in the in the way the media looks at the subject. So that is you know, true. The, the, you have to admit that. You know, it's not like it's all negative. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, we have to give that uh, concessions to, to to the stars. We cannot say, oh yeah, 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 he, he failed miserably. No, no, no. He shifted the court, the culture just a notch. Like he I think, didn't. basically, you make a really good point. I think he's, you know, if we come down to the basics of it, I think that we're on the same side. You know, he's interested in it. He thinks it's really cool. He's like he's read the books. He wants to know what it is. He's he's got the same curiosity about it. And has actually gone out there and tried to do something in a big way. And and you really got to give anyone who's got the gumption to go out and really take a good kick at that cat, you know, and, and do it. Yep. There's some something to be said for that, even if it doesn't work the way that you hope it would, or doesn't come across as turn out as well as you hoped. At least it was an effort. Exactly, an, an effort. The, the only thing is that he probably didn't shield himself properly, not just for self-delusion, but also from uh, external manipulation. Because it's very, very easy, you know, to 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 find yourself being manipulated, even becoming obsessed or or, or even paranoid about uh, all this stuff. The idea that the way that uh, in this Pentagon program. UFOs are called a- aerial threats, and maybe th- th- that kind of a lexicon was used in order to attract the attention of, of, of all the people who write the checks on the Pentagon and say, "Oh, oh. if it's a threat, yeah, we have to give money." <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, definitely, you got an aerospace defense manufacturer. You, you know, <laughs> if you're going to have a report that says that you've got some sort of advanced aerospace threat out there well you're going to need an advanced aerospace company to try to figure out how to counter that threat so th- there's definitely an angle there for yeah. sure yeah but i think that with the long yeah for sure it's probably a person who i will be able to have a a few beers and have a good conversation with i think it's a person who, whose heart is in the right place maybe he his bs meter is not as sensible as it should be. One example I can give is uh, someone showed me on my Facebook page uh, some comment he made on his on DeLong's Instagram about one of Billy Mayer's photos, you know, those metallic right. steamships. Right. Let's pursue that. All in right. Our next segment with Miguel and Jean and Randall, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails t-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast Jumbo tote bag, all sorts of t-shirts and jackets and stuff like that for men and women. We have a Paracast aluminum water bottle. All this stuff, you go to store.theparacast.com, store.theparacast.com. What makes it special is that the items are the best quality, you know, great t-shirts, fabrics, 
and they have our official logo on them. That's what makes them special in multiple sizes and colors. We even have stuff for children, stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So the worst we're saying here is not that Tom DeLong is stupid, but he's sincere. But as you say, his meter for stuff that isn't quite true, in whatever mm-hmm. way you wish to say that. Mm-hmm. is not, not really working at full speed. Or maybe he's read so many books, his mind is overwhelmed. He's not distinguishing. True. And again, True. do we expect that a person who is skilled at making music is necessarily a good business person? It doesn't mean they're not. But mm-hmm. we can't assume because maybe as a member of Blink-182, he made a lot of money that he knows outside of that band outside of business advisors, how to take that into another field. No insult. No, and, and you've got to actually give them credit for trying. I've tried a few businesses myself, and they've paid my way, but they've been a lot more work than I planned to begin with uh, for what I got out of them. And one of the things I heard someone say who had been very successful is you don't get good at business until you fail a number of times everyone who's tried in business has failed at some point and Mm -hmm. so just the fact that he's gotten out there and made such a big splash and made an effort in his own way to try to do something to bring this to the world's attention and make something out of it i i don't have a problem with that at all and really i think if he repackaged the whole thing and tried again that he might have more success yeah and that may happen in the future. But yeah, some things might have to change. And I think one of the things that changed after he gave that presentation with Joe Rogan is that, yeah, probably someone told, told him, maybe you shouldn't talk about all these, you know, really, really out there ideas you have about UFOs. You, you, maybe you should keep it simple, you know, nice and easy. Don't go and say that you believe that 
the titans of Greek mythology were actually ancient aliens, you know, because that is that doesn't sell well your idea. You were going to say before the break something about the Billy Meyer, yeah, saucers. He posted one of those Billy Meyer's photographs from the eighties, and he kind of like said, "Mm, "Well, I only know that this photo appeared before Photoshop, you know, so therefore, you know, who knows." Well, this is why it would really have helped him, in my opinion, to have an actual ufologist on his advisory team. Someone who already knows what's fake, what pitfalls to avoid, what traps not to let yourself fall into in order to look credible. And someone who maybe has a little more business acumen and uh, a publicist and that's some better planning. I think if he'd gone that route, it would have gone completely different for him, at least with respect to the ufology community. And for a lot of people, he might have gotten a lot more credibility and a lot more investment, too. I agree. I mean, I remember how how much I cringed on that Joe Rogan uh, interview. I mean, uh, Joe's assistant was finding uh, videos of triangular UFOs, quote-unquote, that he pulled out of YouTube, something that was obviously CGI forgeries or CGI hoaxes. And Tom DeLong uh, talked about it as if they were real, like saying, look, here is when like the, the craft goes into anti-gravity mode, and here is when they jumped into our hyperspace, and that's why, you know, the craft yeah. disappears. And Joe was like, seriously, dude? Uh-huh. Seriously, you think this is real? <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, you know, that's just really a shame, really. Yeah. I mean, if, if he was really, you know, like you say, if his heart was in the right place with it, it's just that's when he so could have used some real people who know what they're talking about in terms of the ufology history there on his advisory team to help him out. Yeah, people with more, uh, I don't know, not just in their belt, more, more years in the fight, you know, more scars from, from being fallen. And and, and 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 getting on their feet and 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 learn from their mistakes. Like yeah, who of who of us haven't thought that one case or one photo was genuine, and then you learn, later learn, oh, that was actually a hoax, or that was actually you know, you know, uh, some manipulation. It wasn't real. You know, we've all we've all gone through that. You know, it's just part of it's part of the learning experience in this thing. Definitely. Well, I mean, actually, I can't think that I've ever been taken in by a photograph. Ah, show up. <laughs> uh, I, I have Come to say on. that, but I, I've been pretty, <laughs> I've been pretty skeptical right from the beginning. And that's but, right. I think that's the right attitude. I mean, the, the the older I've gotten, Randall, the more skeptical I have become. I notice myself. You know, that every time someone says, "Oh, look at this cool UFO stuff." 20 different things go through my head to try to see whether I can like shoot it down and say, no, 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 there's actually another explanation before jumping and say, you know what? Yeah, that's probably an unknown, you know, that's, and even then, you know, okay, that you have a photo of a, U- of a UFO and so what, you know, I mean, you have photos and videos to me have not, have become almost irrelevant. That they're not going to be the thing that is going to uh, bring 
people to believe in the reality of this stuff. Even even these uh, the Nimitz UFO videos, which by the way were, were uh, one of them was circulating on the internet before the stars and before that 2017 New York Times article. They were out there. The problem is they were without any kind of context, without any kind of explanation. And before Commander Fravor, the, 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 the commander, the, the, the captain that was in charge of the squad of right. F-18s, the pilot, the pilot yeah. before he went on the record. Because without that, without all these things, the video is almost meaningless you know to to the layman like say okay yeah i have i see those white pixels that move in a kind of erratic way okay so what does that mean but if you have this other corroboration and if you have the guy who says yeah i wasn't bored i saw that thing and i don't know what it is that's when you actually begin to build something out of it absolutely uh, when we really start getting into that case and you watch the interviews with Fravor. Mm-hmm. It's very compelling. Oh, sure, and for sure. It's, it's it's sure a person can say, "Oh, it's just a person who's telling a story." It's anecdotal evidence, and you can go with with that sort of skeptical attitude about it. But uh, on the other hand, we're talking about people's sensory perceptions, and yeah. someone with highly honed sensory perceptions you don't get to just go and fly f-18s off aircraft carriers without having clear senses and knowing what you're doing yeah and and also uh another thing interesting thing uh, is that uh, in one interview i think that was made with uh by uh, jeremy corbell i think he managed to find one of the radar operators who was at the uss nimitz when that incident happened to occur the, uh, there was this idea of someone, he mentioned this person, this anonymous person, by the way, because his, his name has not been revealed. But Cor- Corvell says that he checked his credentials and, uh, and the credentials were, he, he, the guy was who he, said, he said, who he said he was. And apparently there is these, the, these videos that we've seen publicly, you know, the ones that, that, that were on the internet. And the, there's other videos of better quality where there that apparently were zooming in the objects and you could see far, far better details of it oh yeah yeah we're but, looking at thermal imagery uh, mm-hmm. in the films but and you've got to know that they've if they've got that imagine what else they've got that we don't know yeah. about you know so we'll know about that- many things in a moment but we have to know mm-hmm. about some announcements from our benefactors and more with Miguel, Jean, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Let's talk tough. Let's talk comfort. Let's talk about down-home value. Made in the USA blue jeans like you wore as a kid. Remember? There's a place down in Tennessee Where they make blue diamond gusset jeans They so pride in every stitch Guarantee you love the way they fit Put a diamond gusset in the crotch where you need it most. Blue diamond gussets got it. Others don't. For good old-fashioned comfort, get diamond gusset jeans. Every stitch guaranteed. In our Defender motorcycle jean comes Kevlar reinforced. See them at GUSSET.com. That's gusset.com. Or call 888-848-7738. That's 888-848-7738. Diamond gusset jeans got it. Others don't. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation. Analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. May I remind you, we have the After the Paracast podcast. 
which accompanies a membership to the Paracast Plus. To learn more, go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S.theparacast.com. And we offer you a version of this show, premium version, right off the master tape, higher bit rate, better quality sound, free of the network ads, the After the Paracast podcast, where you never know what's going to happen next or what guests will show up. To learn more, go to plus.theparacast.com, P-L-U-S dot theparacast.com. That's where we explain how to sign up and everything like that. We have Red Pill Junkie joining us. We started out, of course, talking predominantly about his article for Daily Grail about the To the Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. And was that effort worth it? Has it stalled? Where do we go from here? For a while, it sparked renewed interest in UFOs. But like so many things, it's supplanted by tweets or something else that's going on, or elections. Do you think now, unless something happens, Miguel, that whatever advantage we had in the UFO field to maybe get some more serious attention is wasted? feel that that movement or that trend that was kickstarted by to the stars are what kiss started by those articles that appear on the New York Times, the Washington Post, BuzzFeed, Politico. I, I honestly feel that that trend lost momentum, you know, and, and it came back to where we were uh, before. Uh, obviously, we talked with some differences, and, and, and we learn a few things. But, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I don't know. I wonder. I was wondering earlier today when I was thinking about what we what we were going to talk about here uh, in in this session. I was thinking about what would have happened if to the stars had launched like six years ago or five years ago during the Obama administration, where things weren't as wacky as are now. Maybe, maybe they would have managed to get more of a splash back then, you know, back when we weren't expecting to find ever more outrageous stories on the newsfeed. You know, I, I, I feel like we're right now we're living in an age of media saturation. I, I was even reading on, on uh, how The Onion was... M- uh, making a joke that they're probably going to run out of business because their fake part of the news cannot compete <laughs> with today's news. You know, reality <laughs> has trumped. Yeah, if reality has trumped satire, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's funny. I don't know. I mean, and of course, Gene, we cannot predict, or maybe some people can. I don't know. We cannot predict whether, when, and whether the next UFO flap will hit you know maybe maybe next week there will be some kind of really big ufo sighting and even if we don't get some kind of video out of it you know if, if enough people go and say yeah well, we saw something really you know significant maybe that will get again the, the attention of the public on the subject but unfortunately that hasn't happened and it didn't happen during the interim between the release of the New York Times article and the end or the release of that to the Stars SEC filing, you know, in September 28, 
when they had to say, okay, you know, these, these shares that we released, they have to go out and they're in that standstill in, in which in order to stay afloat, they will have to go into more debt. And probably that's only do it with more loans from Tom DeLong's other companies, or they will have to release or offer more shares to the public. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's difficult to know where they'll go from here. Someone was making a tweet as, where do you see to the stars from years, five years from now? I honestly only see the possibility of, of more books, maybe a couple of films uh, or and documentaries. Maybe they'll manage to get a, some kind of app for your phone in which some kind of UFO-related app. And that's about it. I mean, I, I don't know if, if maybe, or or maybe I'm, I'm completely wrong. Maybe Hal Putoff will manage to find some, you know, eureka moment with, with their analysis of alleged alien samples. And they will say, yeah, yeah, we, we, we have something here. But whether they can capitalize on that, they can, they can have actually find some kind of practical application for that knowledge that remains to be seen is it also possible that five years from now when asked about this site and this company people will say what very possible very possible that by then people like elizondo and Putov and all those guys decided to you know abandon ship and only the long will remain uh, writing, trying to create more entertainment products, but his his dream of creating an actual aerospace division with this cutting edge technology will have remained a pipe dream. But like we said, you know, I mean, at least he will get kudos from a lot of people for trying. Definitely, I mean, it's pretty easy to sit back and criticize people and yeah. for the job that they've done. Yeah, uh, but they're not the ones that that put up their own, you know, how many million dollars got out there in front of the cameras said, Hey, everybody, you know, help me out here. And I think we can do something. And so that's actually, that's actually pretty good. Regardless of the, the way that it turned out, we can't knock them for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually it's too bad that there aren't more people doing that. Having raised that issue, more people, we go back to Bob Bigelow. He's worth a billion dollars. And evidently, he got some government money there for his research. He's done things, but he doesn't tell you much about them. The best we get is he believes UFOs are alien, because he said that, I think, on 60 Minutes. That's about all we get from him. So I guess if he wants knowledge, it is a personal quest, and he doesn't really care about letting us in on it. But there are other billionaires. Of course, we used to have Paul Allen, and unfortunately, he's no longer with us. Maybe his estate. We'll do some investing. But I wonder why people maybe haven't gotten in touch with the Gates Foundation. Bill Gates. Billions of dollars giving away. Warren Buffett is giving away billions of dollars. Is there a way to approach people like this and say, we've got this mystery, we'd like to have it solved, but it's going to cost not $1 billion. It's going to cost 10 or 20 or 50 or 100. Is this something we can interest you in to invest in? And there are indications, Gene and Randall, that there are people out there who are independently very wealthy and who are trying to, to take a, a serious look and, uh, into the, 
this enigma in order to try to see if they can actually make a profit or make or or, or make some kind of application, not only in in the aerospace industry, but also in in biomedical sciences. Let's do our break here with mm-hmm. Red Pill Junkie and Gene and Randall. You're in the podcast. <laughs> listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com. USA Radio News. For USA Radio News, I'm Robin Walensky. President Trump in Elko, Nevada for a Make America Great Again rally. He's there to show support for Nevada Senator Republican Dean Heller. In just 17 days, the people of Nevada are going to reelect Senator Dean Heller to protect your jobs, defend your borders, and to continue making America great again. That's what we're doing. The president making the point, his policies putting Americans back to work. More people are working in our country today than at any point in the history of our country. That's not bad. How do you lose an election with that stat, right? Ahead of the president's speech, patriots in the crowd shouting, USA! 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 You're listening to USA Radio News. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-399-6392. 1-800-399-6392. That's 1-800-399-6392. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. 
Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, The Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio. Speaking of investors, what about those who put money into political campaigns? Charles and David Koch, worth many billions of dollars, oil billionaires. What about people like that who traditionally have invested in political candidates with worse or better results? Would they be worth contacting on this? Hmm. Lawrence Rockefeller. I mean, Rockefeller yeah. is, is almost like a synonymous with money. Did he ever uh, invest or fund some kind of UFO, UFO project, UFO program? Well, Lawrence Rockefeller did. He paid Chris mm-hmm. O'Brien a few thousand to do a project, so he definitely put his money where his mouth is. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's long ago and far away. Who do we have today who do that, but also give the researcher the independence to report on what they did? Obviously, if it's Bob Bigelow, you're going to sign something and they'll never hear from you again. You know, in a way, really, this whole To the Stars Academy thing, in principle, it's not that bad of an idea. If you look at it from the point of view of, well, look, why can't we all get together and just chip in a little bit like miguel at the yeah. beginning you were saying you know this it's kind of what does it say about the ufology community when that's all he can raise it seems to me that that everyone is so invested in their own little piece of turf that they can't unite together and say take all those resources and put it into one single unified more powerful and effective organization that could really do the the job i I think it's out there there's millions of people interested even a few dollars could do it yeah exactly i mean the problem was with to the stars is that instead of like a patreon system or a paypal system you know the websites that, that that say hey you know you like this content you know is it worth for you the amount of a cup of coffee a day you know five dollars but instead right. of doing that, you had to go with the initial investment of 200. And I remember a few friends of mine, of mine and I were toying with the idea of, hey, maybe we can make a money pool between us in order to raise those 200, and we can make one, an initial one investment of 200 between all of us just to see, you know, what what get that gets us, you know, just to see what kind of inside information we get to have as investors yeah the problem is i don't know i guess not too many people have 200 dollars to 
to spare in the, in this economy. Maybe oh, if they yeah. they were they went lower. Maybe if they had say, hey, you know, the, the shares are five dollars, and you if you want, you can only buy one. But maybe the SEC didn't permit them. Maybe the, the SEC say no, 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 no. Otherwise, it's not a, a proper uh, program. But at the end of the day, I don't know if if if, if you could call these these people investors. Uh, to me, they are donors. You know, to me, the people who actually those twenty five hundred people who gave money to the stars. That's, that's, to me, that was more like a donation kind of system because I don't know what what are they supposed to get out of that. But maybe if he if he had gone with that kind of level of honesty and saying, "Hey, uh, I want to reveal." The truth of how UFOs to the world. I have these ideas, and if you help me, maybe we can bring make it a reality. And I have all, all these people backing me up. Maybe some people will say, "Yeah, sure, for why not?" I mean, they have been such outrageous crowdsourcing campaigns on the internet just for the sake of it, you know, just for the lulls. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I think that a guy who was going to make a bake potato or something and he managed to raise like fifty thousand dollars make <laughs> one goddamn potato, excuse me but you know it, so it goes to show that sometimes yeah i mean maybe it's big eel of ufologists or the people in the ufo community that they didn't manage to chip in more but maybe if if, if the long had organized or have designed his campaign better he will have managed to attract more people. Maybe some people will say, yeah, why not? That's, I'm going to give $5 to this crazy UFO guy, you know, just to see what happens, you know? But then we got, I mean, how many hundreds of those people out there now that, that oh, are sure. doing that, right? So, yeah. so again, it's all watered down. There's no mm-hmm. unified effort. Yeah. And even MUFON, the, the, which claims to be fairly unified and at least has a board of directors and so on they don't even really have the kind of power behind them to to perform this kind of research and development so mm-hmm. I, you know i'm not really sure how anyone could go about doing that and make it effective last time you were on the show i think we were finishing off we got talking about well what do you think ufo's really are then and we got into this idea that maybe we were just getting into it when the show was wrapping up, I think. The idea uh-huh. that uh, they might actually be some sort of, not necessarily interstellar craft, but from mm-hmm. some other alternate universe or something like that, which Greg Bishop loves that idea too. And he's like one of those people who says, well, well who, who needs a big central organized uh, gov- you know, it's a bureaucracy or organization it's better if people are go at it as individuals anyway so mm-hmm. i guess oh, speaking it. speaking of which uh, 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 i want to give a shout out to because of you guys because and because of that uh appearance on the podcast i managed to to meet a really fascinating person in the uk charles topham who is an individual that you might want to have on the podcast at, at some point gene He's a guy who was involved in some in some psychic circles in which they were getting upwards. You know, remember that Randall that we were talking about the possibility that maybe the UFO phenomenon is connected to psychic phenomena like upwards, right? Uh, and, and this guy, this guy was in, in a group that in the in the nineties they were uh, getting 
all sorts of, of upwards, you know, jewels. And they were getting like a, a tarot card and a photograph. And this is uh, something that really ma- uh, fascinates me because if you can accept the idea that a group, I mean, a group of five people in some way managed to tap into some kind of energy that can manifest something like uh, a, a little crystal that appears out of nowhere under their table is that is it too much of a big of a leap of a concept to going from that to saying yeah okay then also a uh, uh, 200 feet metallic craft and also appear out of out of nowhere and we call that a ufo mm, yeah I think it might be a little, <laughs> a little much. Why? But <laughs> I mean, we're talking about energy here, man. We're talking but, about, you know, I mean, if the intention of five people can bring about, you know, a little, you know, coin or a tooth or something like that, but you know, really, what about the intention of 10,000 people? See, I think when we get into that sort of thing, then we're making assumptions about what's going on. I know. I, 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 I understand. And, and, and people's, who are listening to this, to understand that I'm, I'm here in high speculation mode. However, I feel that ufology could benefit a lot for looking into all the, these other avenues as well. Oh, and definitely. Because, you see, like I always say, I, it's not that I don't believe that strange phenomena happen. I do. I've experienced plenty of it myself. So... It's entirely possible that a stories, you know, a number of these stories, like the ones you're describing, actually happened. What I would question is, what is it that the people who took part in the experiment, or whatever you want to call it, actually believe happened? And what were they expecting to happen? In other words, they have it set up in such mm-hmm. a way that they believe that it is their mind power that is actually manifesting or materializing something out of uh, the nether into our particular reality. Before we go (laughs) into other realities, we have something else that needs to manifest itself for a few minutes. And then we'll be back with our final segment with Red Pill Junkie, with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. For listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. I'm David Hall, founder of Diamond Gusset, where we're proud of our 100% grown and sewn American-made jeans. Whether you're out for dinner, working on the farm, or on the road, Diamond Gusset Jeans offers a full spectrum of styles and sizes for any occasion. To find yours, visit gusset.com. That's G-U-S-S-E-T.com. Our loyal customers enable us to continue sponsoring Liberty Media outlets like the one you're listening to. In Liberty, David Hall, Diamond Gusset Jean Company. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. In an historic event, former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. To secure your spot, text JOIN to 44055. This event is the first of its kind ever. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls in the weeks and months ahead. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join American Cannabis Summit, text JOIN to 44055. Attendance is free. Text JOIN to 44055. This is George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We promote the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse and invite you to try them today by visiting GCNLife.com. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Jeunesse products have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Randall, bring the reality on. Go ahead, please. However, like we were saying just before the break there, just because they get the result they're expecting based on the belief they have doesn't mean that the cause of the phenomena is actually the belief that they have. That's a good, it's a good point. I mean, these people that we're talking about, th- this is definitely subject for, for an entire show. There were people who were uh, different backgrounds in the United Kingdom, and, and Charles, for example, 
Loha also some kind of background in, in ritual magic and also with the spiritualist church, which is something that has a, a bigger influence in, in, in England than in countries like, for example, the United States or here in Mexico. The way that they were performing these experiments is, you know, so very informally, a group of, of, of friends who were gathering together late at night in Charles's uh, kitchen in a very old rural farm or rural house in the English countryside. And they were trying to, like, they tried to, they apparently got in touch with some kind of entity that they call, or they call itself Addy. And it was like their control. And Addy at first appeared to them as, as the spirit of a 19th century child, a girl that had died in, in that house or whatever. So it was a, a discarnate spirit. Later, this entity started to change. You know, it has it became uh, more cunning, more intelligent, and she definitely wasn't willing to be manipulated by them. What I'm saying here is that to the people who were participating in this, it seemed to be something that had a mind of its own. And obviously, here one should recall the famous Philip experiment, in which. The people who were participating in that, they created out of thin air, you know, they, they completely fabricated the story of a ghost. But then they could use that in order to actually manifest actual psychic phenomena. This idea of whether their expectations dictate the results and whether what they are interpreting is the actual explanation of what they're observing, yeah, it's it's the big conundrum, isn't it? The same thing that people who were in touch with the Space Brothers or whatever, and they were absolutely certain that they were in contact with, I don't know, Ashtar or with, I don't know, so many weird names that, that were used right. back in those days. And you could see, well, maybe it's their own subconscious that is deluding themselves. Sure. But what is interesting to me in this case is that for whatever purposes, their methods worked because they're getting actual resources. They were getting physical objects materializing below their table. And sometimes it was something that it was expressly asked to Adi, Adi, you know, maybe can we have a crystal? And they were communicating through a Ouija board. And we say, what kind of crystal do you, what kind of color do you want? Do you want some kind of gold in it or, or what kind of color? And someone say, oh, what about the, a green color, like the scarf that, I don't know, Susan's wearing, you know? And after they finished, some kind of like crystal would appear with this, the, those characteristics. So that to me is something that I, I'm finding fascinating. And I openly question, could that have some kind of correlation with the UFO phenomenon, especially when someone like Jacques Vallée comes and, the, and he says, after analyzing these samples that are purported of alien origin or that were slack that came out of a flying saucer, and we analyze the isotopic ratios, and we discover that it seems that the, these materials were re-engineered at the molecular level for whatever purpose. And when I ask him, does that mean that what we are dealing with some kind of uh, intelligence that is capable of turning energy into matter and vice versa? And he said, yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. And when I hear that from a, a reported scientist, he's using 
cutting edge tools to analyze these things. And I'll see also these, these experiments with psychics that have, been, that have been going on since the 19th century. To me, it's almost irresistible not to try to make some kind of correlation. So say, maybe this has something to do with this other thing. I think you make a really good point there. And I do that anyway. I'm a, I'm a ufologist. So I try to look at the connections to see, well, okay, here we have a certain kind of phenomena. How could some sort of advanced technology explain it? Mm-hmm. Right? So if we assume already that some sort of alien craft exists, we don't know necessarily where they come from, but they seem to be beyond our ability to recreate them. They can do things that we're not that good at yet. Like they can make themselves invisible. They appear to defy gravity. They mm-hmm. appear to change shape. Mm-hmm. If they can do all of those things, then what's preventing them from doing some sort of clandestine study on people who are interested in the paranormal or UFOs or whatever it is, just to see what they might think of them materializing some sort of, like you say, a a crystal or a coin or something else in this environment that they're studying, just to see the reaction of the people. Now, the people think, oh, it's our brains. Our minds are so powerful that we've manifested this. But if you get outside that bubble and you look and you think of yourself, put yourself in clandestine aliens studying that behavior, then they're saying, oh, look, they're falling for it. They, they believe that their minds have created this thing that we just made appear in front of them because they oh, can oh. do that, right? So if they can make things levitate, they can surreptitiously insert something that's Uh, invisible to the people, and then make it become apparent. All of these things are explainable if you give a clandestine third party enough technology and power to be able to control that situation without the people involved knowing they're there. It explains it all, every bit of it. It's an interpretation I cannot discount, obviously. But And also I have to point out that the people in this group, in, um, Charles himself, they were not saying, oh, yeah, it's because we're so psychically powerful that we can do this. I don't think they were actually uh, making those assumptions. They were just running with it, you know, and, and, and their attitude was very nonchalantly. He actually shared with, with me a recording of one of those sessions in which you can listen to them laughing and being giddy about it. And I actually suspect that that attitude of not taking themselves too seriously was one of the reasons why they managed to get such good results. I was just using that to make a sure. point, not to uh, critis- be critical of them. Sure. The thing that I wanted to point out is that consciousness is something that we should take a harder look into the, the, this phenomenon. It could be the connecting tissue between these and other unexplained phenomena. Mikhail, would you tell our listeners if they want to find more of the stuff you do, where do they go? The first place you should look at is the Daily Grail, www.dailygrail.com. It's one of the best websites out there that deals with this kind of, of information run by Greg Taylor. I'm one of the contributors. I also contribute to Mysterious Universe. They also have a cadre of wonderful, wonderful writers making ex- excellent content for them. Nick Redfern, Micah Hanks, Robbie Graham, many others. I also have a personal website that is kind of like a place where I highlight other stuff I do. 
is absurdbydesign.com, where you can find links to articles and also mainly uh, examples of uh, art commissions that I get to do occasionally. And by the way, he also did our YouTube channel front page. You can also find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. Look for two official Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. Look for the Paracast Plus, where we offer a version of the show free of the network ads with the After the Paracast podcast, all in a simple package. The cost is as little as $1.49 a week, $4.99 a month, $49.99 a year. And for five-year and lifetime subscriptions, we give you free stuff. And one more thing. Red Pill Junkie will be this week's guest on After the Paracast to continue this discussion. For more information, go to plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. As always, we enjoy Red Pill Junkie. Thank you, my friend, for joining us on the Paracast. Thank you for having me. Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.